Well, welcome to our Wednesday night study of the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> I'm Pastor Chris Hall, uh, pastor of Versities Baptist Church, and it's good to have all of you with us as we uh, come together here on this Wednesday night to spend some time in prayer and to look into the Word of God to seek to find some uh, encouragement for us in these days. Uh, tonight we will continue our study of the book of Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 2, and in just a moment we'll begin reading in verse 14. Uh, while you're turning there, just let me give you a little reminder about the book of Ephesians. Uh, this book was written by the Apostle Paul. It's one of the prison epistles of the Apostle Paul. In other words, Paul wrote this during his first imprisonment in Rome. He wrote this to the congregation in the city of Ephesus. It's a wonderful book. It's a marvelous book. It's really a masterpiece, a book of uh, theology and doctrine and encouragement from the Apostle Paul. And of course, it's very instructive for us in these days. And so in just a moment, we'll continue our study again. We're in Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, we'll begin reading in verse 11 here. Verse 11 in just a moment. But before we do, let me ask you to join us as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for a good day today, a blessed day today. We thank you for your goodness and for your grace. We have many members of our congregation, Father, who are sick tonight, and we want to pray for them. We pray for your healing upon them, your, your healing hand to be with them. We pray for your grace and mercy to be with them. Bless them and draw near to them, I pray, in a very special way. Give them health and give them healing. And we pray for all of those who are in need tonight. We ask for your grace and mercy to be given to them. We pray for Mercedes Baptist Church. We pray that you'll bless us in these days and in the days to come. And our prayer is that souls will be saved and lives will be changed. Your church will be blessed and revived. That is our prayer for our church. And not just for our church, but for all churches, Father. We pray that for all of our churches. And uh, we ask your blessings upon our congregations in these days. And Lord, we pray for our nation, how desperately we need revival and renewal. And we pray for that. We pray, Lord, that you'll give our leaders wisdom and guidance to, to seek your will and your wisdom as they seek to lead our nation, nation, Father. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your goodness and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, tonight we're in Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll begin reading in verse 11. So let me ask, uh, ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me there, and let's read together. Here's what the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, here's what he wrote in these verses. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision, by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, 
so as to create in himself one new man from the two, making peace. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity between Jew and Gentile. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom also you are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Those who have traveled into outer space say that the only man-made object on planet Earth that is visible to the naked eye from outer space is the Great Wall of China. Now, the Great Wall of China was built by the Chinese many centuries ago. It was built as a wall to separate China from the, the rest of the world, to isolate China, to protect the culture and the society of China from the rest of the world. And so it's a wall. It's a wall that was meant to separate. Here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ died on a cross, on the cross of Calvary, and he died there to destroy walls, the walls that separate us from God and the walls that separate us from one another. The Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies in the temple was torn in two. One of the dramatic things that happened as Jesus was dying on the cross. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, records this in Matthew 27, verses 50 and 51. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Josephus, the Jewish historian, said that this curtain was huge and it was heavy. Josephus records that it was 60 feet high and 30 feet wide. Once a year on the Day of Atonement, only the high priest was allowed to pass through that curtain to enter into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle the blood of a sacrificial animal on the altar in the Holy of Holies, to make atonement for the sins of the nation of Israel. That curtain, this huge curtain between the holy place and the Holy of Holies, represents the wall of sin that separated lost mankind from God. It is our sins, it is our wickedness, the Bible teaches, which separate us and divide us from a holy God, the God of the Bible. Isaiah 59, 2. Your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you. 
the death of Jesus on the cross, removes once and for all that wall of separation between God and those who trust in Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, that, that veil, that curtain was torn from the bottom to the top, representing God tore that, representing the fact that now the way is open, the wall has been brought down between man and God and those who will trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord can now be reconciled to God. They have access to the Heavenly Father. They are saved and redeemed and born again. No longer divided from God because of their sin, because the, the penalty of their sin has been paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that Jesus shed on the cross forever atones the believer's sins and reconciles us to God. In these verses from Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says that those who have trusted in Jesus, those who have trusted in Jesus, have peace with God, are reconciled to Him, and they have access to God. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, and His atoning death is applied to our life and to our sin, our sin which separates us from God is then removed. And God's wrath for our sin is then turned away. Romans 5.1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.10, For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Though we are the offenders and God is the offended, it was God who took the initiative to reconcile us to Himself. It was God who took the initiative to take that wall of separation between us and God down. It was God who gave His only begotten Son. And it was God who tore the, the curtain of the temple, not man. The Bible says that the curtain in the temple was torn not from the bottom to the top, but from the top to the bottom. Meaning that God tore that curtain. In verse 18, Paul says that those who have been reconciled to God have access to the Father. The word translated access was used by the ancients to describe one who had access to a king. And those who have been reconciled by God have unhindered access into the presence of Almighty God. Once that wall separated us from God, but now that wall has been brought down. And now as children of God, those who have been saved and those who have been redeemed, we have access into the very presence of God himself. And God does not deny us and God will not turn us away. We are his children and he will accept us because we have accepted Christ and what Christ did for us on the cross. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help 
in time of need. When time of need comes, we can come boldly into the presence of God. We have now access to God because of Christ. Ephesians 3.12 In whom Jesus we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. We can confidently now, with boldness, come into the very presence of God because of Jesus and what he has done for us as his children. It is said that both presidents, Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy gave orders that their children, they had small children while they were presidents who were living in the White House. It is said that both Abraham Lincoln and John Kennedy gave orders that their children were to have free access to them at any time in the Oval Office. God's children by grace now have free access to come into the presence of God at any time when uh, we have needs and any time when we want to come into the presence of God, He accepts us and He receives us, not because of who we are or what we have done, but because of Christ and Christ alone. And so Paul declares, because of Jesus now, that wall of separation that at once separated us from God, our sins and our wickedness and our immorality and our wrongs, those things have now been brought down, that wall's been brought down because of Christ dying for us. And because we have received him as our Savior and Lord, what he did at the cross has been applied to our account and that wall that once separated us from God has come down and now we have access to the God of the universe who is our heavenly Father. Not only in these verses does Paul talk about how Christ has provided us access to God and brought that wall of separation down between us and God. He also talks about how through the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus reconciles not only us to God, but us to one another, people to one another. Not only does the Lord Jesus reconcile us to God, he also reconciles us to one another. Again, Ephesians 2, verses 14 and 15. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, that is Jew and Gentile, one, one humanity and has broken down the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man, that is one new kind of humanity. Jew and Gentile, once divided from one another because of their hatred and their enmity, now in Christ Jesus, Jew and Gentile and every other kind of, of group and every other kind of distinction between human beings has now been brought down. And now those who have been separated by those walls from one another, in Christ Jesus there is peace and people can come together. Those walls no longer need to be there. No, they no longer need to count. The walls of religion and racial hatred that long divided and separated the Jews from the Gentiles were broken down and abolished by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul declares that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is a new man. It is a new kind of humanity. 
where earthly distinctions of a non-moral nature no longer matter. In Christ, people who once rejected one another, people who once even hated one another, now, now live in peace and love for one another. That wall of separation brought down forever because of Christ. No longer do we hate one another. But now we live as one new kind of humanity, white and black and all distinctions from every culture, Jew and Gentile. In Christ Jesus, Paul teaches, everyone is equal. In Christ Jesus, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Let me share with you a story. Some say it's true, some say it's not. There seems to be good evidence, however, of the fact that indeed it is a true story. It comes in the aftermath of the Civil War in our nation. After the Civil War, in a very fashionable church in Richmond, Virginia, the all-white congregation was shocked one Sunday morning when a sharply dressed black man entered and sat down amongst the congregation. It was on a Sunday morning when they were receiving the Lord's Supper. And in this particular church, people would come forward and they would kneel at an altar. And the pastor then would come and give them the bread and the cup. About halfway through the celebration of the Lord's Supper on this Sunday morning, this black man got up and he went to the front and he knelt down at the rail to receive communion in this church. That had never happened in this church before, a black man doing such a thing. And people were aghast. The people in the church moved away from the black man until he was the only one at the altar waiting to be served the Lord's Supper. It was one of those situations, I imagine, where everyone was thinking Something needs to be done. And so somebody did do something. While everyone stood around not really knowing what to do, and while this black gentleman was waiting to be served the Lord's Supper, a deacon in that church got up. And he walked down to the front. And he knelt beside the black man. And he asked the pastor if he would give him and the black gentleman the Lord's Supper together. And the pastor of the church did so. That deacon that got up to kneel beside that black gentleman was none other than the former Civil War General Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee, who led the armies of the South in the Civil War. Later, Robert E. Lee commented on that saying, my friend, we need to understand that the ground is level at the foot of the cross and Jesus came for all of us. And that's what the cross does. That's what Jesus does. He takes down those walls of separation that divide people from one another. 
He takes down those walls of separation, that wall of separation that divides us from God. Now God has made a new humanity where everyone is the same, no matter who they are, where they're from, or what they look like. In the church, we're all equal. We're all saved the same way. We're all reconciled to God in the same way. We all have the same Father. We all are indwelt by the same Holy Spirit. We all have the same Bible. We all have the same purpose. We all have the same mission. We are all headed to the same home. And so in these verses of the book of Ephesians, Paul talks about how those walls have come down between men and God and between one another. And it's because of Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. God makes a new humanity, an exciting new humanity, where everyone is equal, no matter who they are, no matter the distinctions between them. They really don't matter if you're a Christian. 1 John 4, verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. When we love our brothers and sisters in the Lord, we're loving God, the Bible says. And so that's our study tonight from the book of Ephesians. I pray it's been a blessing for you. May God bless you, please stay safe. Please watch out for yourself in these days. And let's love the Lord in a greater way and serve him in a greater way in the days to come. That's my prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.